the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And how about thinking about exercising your mind by paying attention to coincidences? Like going to the gym and doing yoga, attending to coincidences can benefit other parts of your life. By tracking coincidences, you can stimulate your curiosity, strengthen your self-observer, and sharpen your intuition. Do you like solving riddles or mysteries or online games? Are you still in touch with your childhood sense of wonder? Are you puzzled by who you are and how relationships work? Do you question what you are being told about how reality works? If yes, you probably like the feeling that comes from figuring something out. Coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. Curiosity drives solution-seeking. Curiosity leads to wonder. The puzzling aspect of coincidences challenge us to figure out what makes them happen and how to use them. Seeking to solve these puzzles strengthens curiosity, and that's good for the rest of your life. Curiosity helps us survive. The urge to explore and seek novelty helps us remain vigilant and gain knowledge about our constantly changing environment. Curiosity boosts achievement. Studies reveal that curiosity leads to more enjoyment and participation in school and higher academic achievement, as well as greater learning, engagement, and performance at work. Curiosity expands our empathy by pointing our attention to the minds of others. By limiting our own projections and keeping as neutral as possible, we can travel into the experiences of the other person, riding the energized attention beam of curiosity. 
curiosity about the other person strengthens your relationship. And I am curious about our guest today, who is Sharon Rowlett, who has a PhD in philosophy from New York University and wrote her dis dissertation at the École Normale Supérieure in Paris. She was a fellow in ethics at Brandeis University before leaving academia to pursue writing and cottage farming. Her essays have appeared in Salon and Orion, as well as in peer-reviewed scholarly publications. She lives not too far from me in rural Virginia, in the county where she grew up. Sharon has written uh, a 500-plus page book on coincidences. And this book is the product of many years, I think about four years of work. Sharon, how did you get around to dedicating yourself to doing this, this work? Well, um, it definitely took, uh, it took some effort um, because I'm a, I'm a teacher. Um, so most of my uh, day is spent uh, teaching um, and doing things related to that. So um, a lot of the time that I spent to write this book was early mornings or um, in the evenings after you know making dinner and stuff. So I kind of had to squeeze it in wherever I could. Uh, but I'm so passionate about this subject. I, I have been so curious the way that um, the way that you said that I just couldn't help, honestly, reading about this and making notes about this and and the book kind of just it grew on its own. I had spent so much time, you know, in all of my free moments, uh, accumulating all of this research on the topic to try to, to help me understand, uh, first of all, some things that had happened to me. And I realized, you know, after a couple of years of this, I said, this, this is a book manuscript. I should probably, you know, start trying to put this um, in readable form for other people so other people can benefit from some of the stuff that I've found. You've you've read an incredible amount. Uh, it was fun. It's been fun reading your book because I I, I say, oh, I know that story. I didn't include <laughs> include it in mine necessarily, but oh, that one. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was a good story too. It, it was it was so much fun seeing you going over some of the same territory I had been over and and adding so much to that. Yes, um, I really think that you and I are very similar um, in the way that we approach coincidences. Um, I actually think in this field of people that have written on coincidences, there aren't too many people like you and me who put this focus on our ability to create our own coincidences, uh, you know, our own mind's role in creating them. Um, I really love that about your book. And that's something that I really try to emphasize in my book as well um, and try to bring in you know, some of the research from other areas of parapsychology that uh, shows that we really do have this ability to affect the physical environment around us and that coincidences are one symptom of that. And that, that's uh, so delightful to hear. I don't hear people saying we're partly responsible for what happens here, except people who say you create your own reality, which is kind of strange in a way too, but there's something to that as you describe. But let's Let's um, let's go to that coincidence, that GPS coincidence of yours. And before you get to that, um, I have this idea about human GPS, that we have our ability to get someplace that we need to get without knowing how we get there. So I was delighted to see that your first story in your book really was your this GPS story. So please tell us about it. Yeah, I think it's so cool that you have this idea of human GPS because that's exactly what it felt like to me, it was like this weird symbiosis between me and the, the GPS I was using. So here's the story. Um, a few years ago, I was up in Pennsylvania spending the weekend with some friends of mine. Uh, we get together every year and, and hang out for a weekend. So we were at this state park in Pennsylvania um, that neither none of us were very familiar with. And so at one point we were driving around the area trying to find a place to get some food for our dinner. And we were having trouble finding a grocery store. Um, and actually, let me back up a little bit, give you a little bit of background about what was going on in my life at this time. Um, for various reasons, that particular weekend when I went to meet all of these friends, uh, my thoughts were very preoccupied with the country of France. 
where I lived for several years. Um, and I, it's a country that I'm, I'm very emotionally attached to. Um, so I was thinking a lot about France for various reasons. And I was in particular thinking about one friend that I had had over there um, that I hadn't spoken to in a few years. And he was very much on my mind that weekend. So anyway, we're out there um, driving around looking for a grocery store in Pennsylvania. And my friend who's driving the car decides to um, give a voice command to her cell phone, asking her cell phone to find the nearest grocery stores. And then because she's driving, she hands her phone to me so that I can um, look at the list and kind of tell her where we should go. So she hands the phone to me and it's got a list of, you know, four or five grocery stores in the area, um, but they're not on a map. And I kind of want to see them on a map so I can figure out what would be the easiest one for us to get to. So I tap the map button on her phone and it takes a few seconds to load. But when the map finally comes up, it's showing me completely different grocery stores than were on the list. And in fact, all of the grocery stores that it shows me, there's like five or six of them on the map, all of them are labeled with the name of a French grocery store chain, Eau Leclerc. And after each of the, the names of the grocery stores, there's the name of the French town where they're located. So I can tell all of these names are French. Um, and one of the towns I actually recognize the specific name of, uh, Carré, I, I wasn't sure exactly where in France it was, but I knew that that was a town in France. And so I'm just staring at this phone, you know, France has been on my brain and I just, I'm like, turned to my friend. I said, I don't know what's going on, but your phone thinks that we're in France now. <laughs> and so I was flabbergasted. So I just handed the phone back to her. Um, you know, she tapped one or two things and suddenly it was working normally again. And we were able to find a grocery store there in Pennsylvania. Well, I couldn't stop thinking about this. Um, it just seemed too accurate a reflection of my thoughts at that time. And so when I got home from that weekend, I went online and I Googled the town of Carré because I wanted to see exactly where in France it was. Well, it turns out that it was a town in the region of uh, Brittany, which is where my friend that I had been thinking about lives. It's not the town where he lives. And actually it's kind of at the, at the other end of Brittany from where he lives. Um, but it was still in the same region. And I thought, well, this is really, really strange. Uh, and I just had this intuition in my mind that if the coincidence was already this strong and it, was, it had suddenly shown me the region of France where my friend lived, that probably this coincidence went all the way. And probably that GPS was showing me exactly where my friend was on that day. So I decided to Google my friend's name and the date that this had happened. And lo and behold, I find on Google a page from his blog where he explains that there's a few different events that he's gonna be attending over the course of the year. And one of those events was on the very day that this GPS incident happened. And it says that this event is in the town of Kerglof. Well, I didn't know where that was either, so I Googled that. And it turned out that Kerglof was less than two miles from the center of Carré. That and, that, and that's where we stop for this segment, and we'll discuss it in our next. That's, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And we are talking with Sharon Rowlett. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center 
designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One NA member FDIC. And Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on FindYourPathHome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to CC with BB. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. And we are talking to Sharon Rowlett, who is the author of The Source and Significance of Coincidences, a hard look at the astonishing evidence. Sharon, you just told us uh, evidence for something, uh, that, that connection between your mind and your, that your friend's cell phone GPS. How'd that work? How do you think that happened? Well, I think one aspect of it that's important to remember is what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, where we all have some capacity to influence the physical world around us. This is not very well known um, in public, even among people who are very interested in coincidences, very few of them realize um, the role that we ourselves can play in producing them. But like I mentioned, there's there's all of this research into the capacity of psychokinesis, this ability to affect matter with our minds um, that does connect to this GPS incident. Um, and in particular, there's this um, a lot of this work has gone on at the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Laboratory um, for almost 30 years. They just did experiment after experiment about the ability of the human mind to affect um, machines, uh, random processes of various kinds. And the one experiment that they did that was the most fascinating to me um, was actually conducted by Brenda Dunn, um, one of the principal researchers there. And she was not only interested in the ability of individuals to affect uh, random processes, but the ability of two people working together to affect them. And she discovered this amazing thing, which is that when two people who had an emotional bond to one another worked together to try to intentionally influence how um, a random number generator was operating or how some other physical process was operating, that those two people working together 
had an effect that was almost seven times as strong as the effect of either of them working alone. So there's this, there's this indication here that when we're affecting the physical world through our mind, it's not just, well, I'm doing this, um, you know, and so-and-so is, is creating their coincidences over there, but oftentimes we're working together in affecting our shared reality. And we can be even more effective when we have a strong emotional bond to the people that we're working with. And I think this is what accounts for this GPS uh, coincidence that I experienced because it really was, a, a lot of it was about my thoughts about France and my thoughts about my friend. But about a month later, um, after the GPS coincidence, I actually had a, a month full of other coincidences that followed on this one that were related to France and to this friend of mine. So I had this whole month of these coincidences and eventually I, you know, I had to write to him, you know, even though we hadn't spoken for quite some time and find out what is going on in your life. Because I just had this strong feeling that something was happening on his end of things. And that's why this very strong event had happened for me. And I discovered when I did write to him that about 10 days after the GPS coincidence, his first child was born. He and his partner had their first child. And, and actually there were some pretty strong coincidences that happened on the, the day that that child was born too. Um, but it was very clear to me once I found out that information that this coincidence was a product of both of us wanting to communicate with each other, wanting to connect with each other because of things going on on each of our ends and the physical world finding this way to bring us together. That's a beautifully said description. Um, I have a, uh, and perhaps a, something in the same area. There was, was a guy at dance, uh, a guy who organizes um, the dance stuff that somebody has to do it. Um, and he does it. And he does it with an open heart. And he's a really nice guy. And has it, And I was trying, I was maybe becoming a little bit friendly with him. Um, and he was sick one day and I went over to see how he was. And he, he said he wanted some chicken soup. And later, it may have been a couple of days later that he said the chicken soup here isn't as good as it is in, the, in New York, where he comes from, New York City, where he comes from. And, and I, I happened to go see a, a movie and then go to a restaurant near, nearby. And the, the, the soup they had uh, for that day was chicken soup. And it was homemade. Uh, he didn't want any canned chicken soup. So I texted him saying I had some chicken soup for him. And and as the, the, the texting went on, the self-correction of my uh, iPhone turned it into something like, instead of, I have chicken soup for you, it was something like, I would like to be friends with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've actually talked to several other people you know, after my book came out. Um, a lot of people have connected with me through Facebook, telling me about their coincidence stories. And in particular, so many people have told me about cases like this, where it seems like their cell phone is reading their mind. And, and you know, granted, um, AI is getting a lot better here. And sometimes there is a, a very prosaic explanation for what's going on. But in your case, and in my case, I don't think AI explains it. Um, because AI isn't to the point where it goes directly from chicken soup to I want to be friends with you. But that is what was happening in your case. And it's really cool that your phone reflected your actual intentions and state of mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, when you put it in in the two people terms that, that uh, Princeton study showed, uh, that he and I had started to develop a relationship. And it, his need for the soup and maybe friendship were like um, a chicken soup for the soul for both of us. Yes. It, there's... There's this image, actually, this just came to me very recently. I didn't write about this in the book, but I've been thinking about this way that people tend to connect. You 
you know, you talk about it as human GPS, people finding the other people or the things that they need. Um, I think there's also this other image that speaks to me where you have a, a strong need on the side of both people and that it's kind of like lightning in a way because lightning is created when you have um, an electrical charge on both ends that needs to be balanced out and it can only be balanced out by this the act of lightning, this connection between the two people. So you have this charge that's building up in the sky and this charge, you know, building up in the ground. And then suddenly the electricity finds the shortest path to balance out that charge. And I feel like that's what's going on in so many of these connecting coincidences is that um, somehow the physical world finds the shortest path to bring those two people together. That's a very nice image. Uh, very nice image. Just the question I have is just what is the what is the reality of the of the metaphor? What is the charge? What is the lightning? I think it's almost always, you know, for human beings, it's emotion. It's you know, it can it can be um, a physical need, but when when human beings feel physical needs too, we tend to feel an emotion accompanying that. I mean, you know, when we're hungry, we start getting, you know, angry or irritable. We have that mental manifestation of the physical need. And I think over and over when we see these coincidences, we see them precisely because someone has a strong emotional need that the coincidence then um, expresses or meets for them. I, I, there's no question about that to me, uh, that high emotion uh, as well as transition uh, and need, which are all related, uh, have a lot to do with increasing coincidentiality. That is the, the likelihood of a coincidence happening. What I, what I want to know is like what the connection is. I can have emotion, you can have emotion, but how does that, how does that lightning manifest what is the metaphor what is the lightning metaphor in a different in more reality terms if you have a hypothesis i'd love to hear it because i haven't gotten that far in figuring out what what possible physical mechanism could produce this i mean a lot of people uh conjecture about there being um a connection uh by way of quantum mechanics um you know it in physics, there's a great book that just came out this year um, by Sky Nelson Isaacs called Living in Flow. He's actually a physicist who um, focuses on coincidence and synchronicity. And he has some some ideas about the way that we, we make we make decisions and the decisions are what what uh, what collapse a wave function in some form or another that lead yeah. to the outcome that we're looking for. Yeah, uh, which I mean, I, that's, I feel like that's the start of an explanation. Um, but I don't know that it gets us much further to figuring it, out. It doesn't. And we're coming to the end of this. It, it, it doesn't because it, we are often using hard to understand theories to right. understand hard to understand phenomenon. And I'll, I'll come back to what I think we might be going on because I love your the way you're talking about this. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And our guest is Sharon Rowlett, author of The Source and Significance of Coincidences. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. 
visit iconquality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. And we're talking to Sharon Rowlett um, about her book, The Source and Significance of Coincidences. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But the song you just heard is a, a song based on a story in my book that is pretty well known about the, the two Lauras, Laura Buxton's. Uh, and we made a song out of it, and we're, we did a play out of it, and we're going to do it again. Uh, so, Sharon, we were talking about about lightning and what that metaphor of lightning between a positive and a negative, which then can get transformed to two people sitting in front of a, a random number generator as a metaphor, too, of that, of what might be going on in the real world. And the needs of each one of them, one positive, one negative, we could say, somehow act like lightning uh, that needs to find the shortest way to resolve itself. And how... How do we imagine it? There are images like uh, quantum mechanics that people use. Uh, they're, uh, they're fractals. There are lots of other concepts uh, that uh, people are using. But I need imagery to be able to understand some of this. And you are getting to good imagery. And for me, it's tunnels between minds, that we create tunnels between minds by having these needs, these reciprocal needs, as you were describing. And what are these tunnels? I hypothesize that we live in a mental atmosphere, that our minds are in a mental atmosphere, that we are not minds island-like, but we are connected much more than we realize. And coincidences like yours and like others that we're describing illustrate the fact that our minds are immersed in what I call the psychosphere. And that psychosphere is full of energy and information. And it's turbulent, and there's a lots of things going on in it. But get two people with a need that's reciprocal and something can happen between the two of them that becomes like the lightning you described that connects them. Yes. Yes. I really like your uh, image of the psychosphere uh, and this idea that, that we're all kind of, we're swimming in environment of information that's surrounding us on all sides because we do often think of our minds as being isolated from one another um, but I think that's partly because we don't understand how much of our mind is actually unconscious. I think there's so much that goes on inside of us that affects our emotions and affects our thoughts that we don't we don't have a conscious awareness of. Um, but I, I don't have to tell you you're a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, but but I think we're so often unaware of all of the things that are coming into our mind that are producing our thoughts and feelings. And some of them are coming from other people um, through our interactions with them, but also through our invisible intuitive interactions with them through telepathy um, and other means. So I, I think it's totally true to say we're actually 
it's like, like you said, we're, we're all bathed in this psychosphere and our conscious awareness at any one time is like this little teeny island that's sticking out of the this huge sea of consciousness that we all share and that we're all connected through that's it that's it um how to then develop a cartography of the psychosphere is what i'm doing now and <laughs> developing a map or cartography means using coincidences as markers for connections Yes. That, oh, that's, that's such a great way to think about it too. Yeah. Use it because that's exactly the way that I like to approach it too, is um, looking at these coincidences, these little incidents that happen to people that often they just kind of throw away. They think, oh, well, you know, that's weird, but then they forget about it. But when you start remembering all these incidents that happen to you and you look at the ones that have happened to other people and you start collecting just a huge number of these, you start to see these amazing patterns that do help you start to get at the cartography, like you said, of this of the psychosphere of these okay. connections between. And let's, and yeah, and let's and let's look, let's look at the, just your GPS and the guy in France thing. What it looked like to me was that you both were in emotionally heightened states with each of the other persons in your mind. And that developed almost like fingerlings of like fog reaching, ac reaching across the Atlantic uh, to kind of find each other. And not knowing that you found each other, you still got a signal that you were on the same wavelength by that human, by that GPS experience of yours. Yes, I, I, I think that's absolutely what's going on there. <laughs> Yes. Uh, then if, if I, I, I had a great one, I'm not going to go through it with with two people I've had on the show where one person I'm reading a book by one person uh, about a coincidence he had. And then the guy on the show tells me a coincidence very much like the one the, the book I just was reading earlier that day. And it, it meant to me that I was connecting these two minds because I had been reading the book and I was about to to talk with uh, this guy uh, and so my mind helped connect the these two con these these two incidents between the between them. Mm -hmm. A tunnel, and, and somehow there was a tunnel between each of their minds because the events were so parallelly similar. So, so what I'm getting to look at and I'm getting more fascinated with is these these temporary openings and closing, like a bivalve of a, some animal opening up and then closing. These these tunnels open up. And they close and they, they depend on energy between the two and information between the two to the two people. I'm really interested in other versions of it. As you know, I'm, I'm interested in simultaneity. People who really care about each other are connected in ways that, that sometimes they manifest by having one person feel the pain of the other one at a distance. I've, I've got a really um, interesting case along these lines, actually. Um, so... At one point, um, a friend of mine um, had just broken up with her boyfriend. Um, and because of the difficulty of the breakup, um, they weren't talking for a while. But um, she was she was pretty upset about it. Um, and she wished that she could kind of communicate with him in some way. Well, while this was going on, I just randomly had a dream one night about her ex-boyfriend um, who I, I knew casually, but um, not very well. So it was very strange to me to dream about him. And in the dream, he was just telling me, um, you know, what was going on for him, how the breakup was really difficult for him. Um, you know, he was having trouble, you know, going on with his daily life and what have you. Um, and I didn't think much of it at first, but then I eventually told my friend that I had this dream about him. And she said, that is so comforting to me to know just to know that he cared enough about our relationship that it was um you know that he's still thinking about it he hasn't just completely forgotten about me and i feel like uh, because i've had i've had a lot of different um telepathic dreams in my life but i feel like there were these two people who were separated from each other but they still um had a strong connection to one another emotionally and needed to communicate about their feelings 
And for whatever reason, I was the connecting link at that time. So, you know, that feeling came to me in a dream and I was able to communicate it to her and help her in a way. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. There's another uh, switching a bit of the subject. Uh, one of the coincidence forms that bothers me a lot because I see it so often are number coincidences. And I know you have uh, your favorite number is 33. Mine kind of was 23 for a long time. Mm. Uh, and in your book, you, you do a nice um, taking apart of when you should, when you should pay attention to numbers and when you shouldn't. We're coming, I have a couple of minutes left in this segment. We can continue in the next, but well, tell us about how you think about number coincidences and how we should. Well, I think, first of all, it is very important to understand our role in creating them. So it's not necessarily, you know, like God is putting those numbers in our life, you know, every time we see them or that, you know, there's some nefarious governmental plot to fill our lives with those numbers or something like that. A lot of times it's just, we're thinking about them, we're noticing them, and that influences the physical world to generate those numbers more frequently for us. <laughs> you're, a, you're a you're a psychokinetic kind of person. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, it, it, it happens to me. If I'm thinking about a number, I will see it. And I've actually done like, um, like statistical studies on it in my own life. And I'm like, I see this number, you know, a lot right now. Am I just imagining it? And then I will develop a way to test statistically in my life. And I'm like, no, it's actually happening more than it should happen by chance. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's, it's giving me a message or it's particularly meaningful to me. It could just be that number is foremost in my mind right now. So I'm creating it around me. But <laughs> in other cases, and we have to, we shouldn't denigrate the importance of our mind affecting the world around us because sometimes when we create coincidences for ourselves, it's telling us something very important about our mind that we weren't consciously aware of. And that's one of the messages I'm getting right now is that when you see, start seeing numbers, it's, an, it's evidence that you are perhaps influencing the world around you. And we've come to the end of this segment. Uh, maybe I'm coming to the end of this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. We're talking with Sharon Rollette. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. 
Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. That song is about me and my dog when I was eight or nine, and he got lost, and I found him. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and our guest is Sharon Rowlett, author of The Source and Significance of Coincidences, A Hard Look at the Astonishing Evidence. Sharon, what do you think is the most important thing to remember when experiencing coincidences? I think it's the wide variety of sources for these kinds of events and the wide variety of meanings that they can have. My primary objective in writing this, you know, pretty voluminous book um, was to show how many different sources there are for these events because so many times writers or even, you know, individuals experiencing these events, they'll focus on one kind of coincidence, um, whether it's, you know, coincidences that we cause ourselves or coincidences that seem to be caused by God or what have you. And I wanted to show people, well, actually, there are a lot of different ways that these events come into our lives and show the evidence backing up all of those different things. So for instance, we haven't talked about it yet, but I have chapters in my book talking about coincidences that are caused by the deceased, um, coincidences that seem to be caused by angels or spirit guides, coincidences um, even caused by the spirits of children who have yet to be born. Um, in, all, in all of these chapters, it's not just me conjecturing about these as possible sources for these coincidences, but I also try to present cases that actually give evidence for this. So, for instance, um, in the case of angels or, or spirit beings causing these events, um, one of my favorite cases is the case of this woman who had a near-death experience um, while her husband was fighting in Vietnam. She was having some kind of surgery, um, and she you know, momentarily died. And in her near-death experience, um, there was a spiritual being of some kind there um, who asked her whether she wanted to go back and go on living and whether she wanted her husband to continue living or not. And as she was contemplating this in her near-death experience, this being actually took her to Vietnam, showed her her husband. She saw him in this bunker on a hill and she saw this grenade come and land near to where he was. So she decided, you know, as this is going on, as she's seeing her husband in this situation, she decided that she did want to return to life. She did want her husband to return to life. She says it was because she thought it would be too hard on their parents if they left um, then, if, if they died. 
And so as soon as she made the decision that they should both go on living, she saw in her near-death experience this big hand come down, sort of semi-invisible hand, and cup itself over the grenade that had landed near her husband. Well, fast forward to, you know, after she um, comes out of surgery and her husband comes home from Vietnam, she asks him, well, honey, did you, when you were in Vietnam, were you ever in a bunker on a hill with this one other person? Because she had seen one other soldier there with him. She said, were you ever in a bunker on a hill with one other guy and a grenade landed next to you? And he said, well, yes, actually I was, but thank goodness in that case, the grenade was a dud. So what he experienced on his end as this life-saving coincidence that it just so happened that that grenade was a dud and didn't go off, she knew from experiencing her near-death experience that that event was a result of her choice that she communicated to this spiritual being who then seemed to intervene to prevent that grenade from going off. Well told, well told. Again, I can, I can see the imagery as you speak. Uh, which is a credit to uh, your ability to articulate these things. You've also mentioned um, in your book spirits that are not so friendly. Uh, the the idea of what might be called evil. Uh, some of it is some of these spirits may be people spirits who don't know they're dead. Uh, spirits that maybe have some evil intentions or negative intentions. Could you tell us about that side of things? Yeah, so I think this is really important for understanding coincidences as well, because sometimes we do experience events um, that seem, you know, a little bit paranormal or, or something, and they don't seem designed to help us. Uh, most coincidences do, and and so many, you know, miraculous events in our lives do seem designed um, to promote our best interest. But then sometimes these things happen to us, and it just it doesn't look that way at all. Uh, so I think we need to, to keep our minds open to the fact that there may be um, spiritual entities of some kind that are trying to harm us. We shouldn't, um, it, and we should understand that when we see a coincidence or a sign of some kind, that we can't just take that as, um, take it as gospel for la lack of a better word. We can't just, you know, accept it and you know follow what the sign tells us to do without thinking about it ourselves. It's very important to also listen to your own intuition, your own feeling about something um, because that helps you tune into the source of that coincidence. And, and is it something that's there um, to promote your welfare or something that's not? The, I would, my answer to your question, what do you think is the most important thing to remember in experiencing coincidences is to rely on your intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been my short answer to your question. And uh, what I'm trying to do is define intuition in ways that allow us to hone our intuition, to sharpen our intuition, because just like there might be some ill-intentioned beings outside of us, we have some ill-intentioned intentions within us that we have to be able to separate out from what's good from us for what's bad from us. How do you, how, how do you, how do you suggest people uh, learn to use their intuition better? Well, I think that actually coincidences, at least for me, are one of the biggest tools that you can use well, you know, at, at, the begin, at the beginning of this, I talked about going to the gym. Uh, is like, like studying coincidences, like going to the gym. It can help all the rest of the parts of your life. Uh, and I didn't say it, but it, intuition gets sharpened with coincidence work. So go ahead and talk us about that. I think it's vital. Go ahead. Yes. At least for me, I, I, I'm a person who I don't think of myself as that intuitive um, in my, my daily life. Um, and sometimes I can become, um, I, I'm not always that in touch with my emotions or I'm not always that willing to acknowledge them. But 
I think this is where coincidences really help me because if there's something that's been going on in my life that's been bugging me, but I've been kind of shoving aside and not willing to deal with, eventually those emotions will start coming out in the form of coincidences. And some of them, I mean, like really clear coincidences. And when I see them, I'm like, oh, this is what I've been feeling. I really do need to think about this and deal with this. So it, it almost gives an extra level of validation to my emotions and to their importance and helps me not to overlook things that are going on in my life that are important. Could you give us an example where they got about two minutes left? Um, so this isn't from my own life, but this is one of the cases um, in my book. Um, this woman, uh, Jenny Saunders, started having these um, bloody splotches appear on her wall. Of oh, her yeah. Oh, yeah. She lived by herself and these splotches started appearing and, you know, were kind of unsettling to her. Um, and this was like, it went on for a few days. They kept appearing and appearing. Eventually, she went to um, a psychiatrist to talk about this, um, Dr. Joel Witten. Um, and what he figured out after looking at her medical records and everything was that this event was actually created by her and was related to a pregnancy that she had had some months before. She'd gotten pregnant and she had decided that she couldn't have a child and so had decided to go and get an abortion. But when she went to get the abortion, it was discovered that the child was actually already dead, um, had been dead for a few days. So she'd actually had a miscarriage. But these bloody splotches started appearing on her wall on the due date of that child had it been carried to term. So Dr. Wynn was, you know, helping her understand that she maybe hadn't completely processed her feelings about losing um, that baby and maybe some lingering guilt about having, you know, rejected the pregnancy. And those, those splotches coming back on the baby's due date were a way to remind her that she needed to think about those things and, and needed to process them. Got it. Got it. Uh, it's one of the delightful things about the way you're thinking is holding the person in the middle as responsible for the coincidence. Uh, I have been deluged in what I've read and what how people talk to me is that it's either statistics or it's God or universe or some harder to find theory. You and I are talking about it's just us chickens, baby. We're doing it. We're doing it. So we'll come to the end. You're, thank you very much, Sharon, for being with us. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, and we've been talking to Sharon Rowlett. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 